Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Sustainability is a, a word that, you know, it, let's face it, has been used a lot for a number of years now. It's an important concept. Uh, we are facing a shortage of many things uh, around the world today. One of them is food sources. We've seen many of the uh, fish stocks across the planet start to plummet. Um, and we're actually getting to a real crisis point when it comes to a lot of our seafood. I believe bluefin tuna could be gone in less than 10 years. That's just one example. And this past week I saw a thing about sharks too as well are, mm. are highly endangered now uh, due to shark's fin and other um, ridiculously outdated food choices. But in Singapore, there is a sustainable seafood crustacean that is now making its way onto the public consciousness, and that is crawfish. Joining us right now, Desmond Chow, the founder and CEO of Singapore Crawfish. Desmond, can I call you the king of crawfish in Singapore? Well, or, or the crawfish uh, king? We are, we, we, we are definitely uh, one of the largest crawfish farms in Singapore. And uh, firstly, thank you, Glenn and Neil, for having me this morning. That's all right. Hey, look, it's not every day I get to speak to the king of crawfish. I know. I'm not sure if there are any other royals of crawfish, but you might be the only one. And it's a sustainable quest <laughs> you are on, my friend. So I salute you. Talk to us about uh, talk to us about crawfish. What what I mean, we've all eaten them, etc. Why has it not necessarily been on people's radar as much as it as it could or should be going forward? Um, crawfish is actually very popular uh, in various parts of the world. So, example, in the U.S., where you have Louisiana crawfish, people have been eating these crawfish for decades or even centuries. Um, you have China, right, which is one of the largest productions of uh, crawfishes today. Um, people in China are eating crawfishes like crazy. I mean, when you go to China, you know, there are streets, restaurants and restaurants, lines of restaurants all fill up with crawfish. And every time when they eat crawfishes, it's a massive plate of crawfish in front of them. Mm. Um, even in Europe, right? Even in Europe, in, in Sweden, um, 8th of August is their National Crawfish Day. That is why in IKEA, in Singapore, during August, you get crawfish. Um, so only this part of Singapore in Asia, where the influence of, of crawfish is beginning to grow. Mm. But the demand of crawfishes is actually rising really, really fast. Um, even in Singapore, um, there are dishes now like uh, nasi lemak crawfish, rendang crawfish, black pepper, um, chili crab flavored uh, crawfish, you know, tons. Yeah, so I think in Asia, people are getting to know more and more about crawfishes. Yeah, Desmond, I mean, two things there. One, as you correctly identify, seafood of any kind is extraordinarily popular in Southeast Asia, and particularly in Singapore. And two, this is the negative part. When you say the word seafood, you instinctively think sustainability or lack of. You know, we all know that the ecosystems of seafood, marine life generally, is threatened. So what is sustainable crawfish and why is it important? Okay. So the word sustainability, right, um, it's, it's actually, it can go, we can go very deep into it. But the, at the onset, when we talk about sustainability, it's basically producing enough food for the population. Um, but however, if we look at the younger generation today, you know, how many, how many young people are into crawfish? Let's look at the 1,000 friends that you have, or most of us have, right? How many of them do you know it's into farming, right? 
Um, so the lack of interest in farming through the young, by the younger generation, but at the same time, the global population is growing, right? And if we look at our farmers today, most of our farmers today are in their 60s or 70s, which means in the next 10 years, they're going to retire. And when they retire, and there's a lack of interest of our younger generation going into this industry, coupled with the growing, growing global population, who's going to farm food for us in, in the future, mm. right? So where, where, where will our food come from? So that, that sparks, you know, sustainability. And also because of the improvements of technologies, right? So example, um, governments all around the world, they put, um, you know, bans on overfishing, you know, things like that. Because in the past, where farmers, um, when they harvest or when they catch fishes, because of the technology, it's not that advanced, right? So they only harvest 50% and 50% is left to reproduce. But with the improvements of technologies today, you know, big trawlers in the sea, they might catch a lot more of the, a lot more of the fishes, right? And only leaving a small percentage there to reproduce. Mm. And that's why it's not sustainable. Yeah, that's a challenge. We're talking with Desmond Chow, co-founder and CEO of Singapore Crawfish, the Crawfish King, with us right now. Now, Desmond, how do you plan to make crawfish sustainable in Singapore and throughout this region? So crawfishes is really sustainable because of it's really, really easy to wrap because of its nature, its hardy nature. Crawfishes, they used to originate from swamps. So imagine if they can live and, and grow in such dirty environments. Now that we put them in a cleaner environment, guess how well will they grow? They will thrive, actually. Mm. And the fact that crawfish is so easy to grow that anybody in the world can grow it. Well, my students, they have literally brought crawfish home, turned on their bathtub without anything, and the crawfish survives. You know, the farmers that we have um, consulted with, or my personal farmers in Malaysia and in Indonesia, they have literally just dug a hole in their backyard, throw the crawfish in, and then in just four months, you get um, a good source of protein, amino acids, vitamins, basically a, a very good meal. Mm. And the most important thing about crawfish is that it only takes four months to grow you know, four months to go to market world size, which is very, very important today. I mean, when we look at other food sources, um, such as, you know, if you want to grow a tree, a durian tree, apple tree, it might take years. If you want to grow a cow, um, it might take two years. And most fishes that we grow today might take one, one and a half to two years to grow to market world size, which is really a long time. Desmond, so, I'm oh, sorry, I was going to jump sorry. in there, Desmond. Uh, you know, on Money FM, yeah. we're always very interested in careers and career paths. How does mm. one become a crawfish farmer, a, a, a producer? Where did that come about? Um, so <laughs> it was actually fate. Um, so I was previously a lecturer. Uh, we were, me, me and my students, so we had a project. We were studying the, the GDP of um, countries in Asia. And we realized that there's a huge wealth gap in, in most of these countries. Right, so um, we realized that rice farmers were very poor. So we were finding out ways how we can help, you know, raise their income and alleviate poverty. So after nine months of research with my class of students, we realized that hey, if you add crawfish into the equation, so it means that if you add crawfish into a paddy field or a pond, a farmer can stand to earn four times the income. 
so that's something very, very interesting. Yeah, fascinating. Um, Desmond, I, I read from some of the material you had sent over to us in advance that you are looking at uh, patenting a modular automated crawfish hatchery. Now, that's a mouthful. Um, but first of all, have you been able to complete that process? Is it up and running? And what is it? What will it do? Yes, uh, it is. So we have uh, invented this, um, this technology. We call it the automated hatchery system. So with this system, um, we are one of the largest sustainable commercial hatch- crawfish hatcheries in the world. Um, to give some context, so in the past where you might need 50 people to have to produce X amount of crawfish, today with this automated system, we just need one person. Hmm. Wow. Right? wow. So, so there's a significant savings in labor. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and then how many, how many will grow at a time? How, how, how does it work? And does it take four months for that to happen? Yeah, crawfish reproduce really, really fast. So it just takes four months for them to reach adulthood from baby. And after four months, you know, they, they start um, reproducing. Um, yeah, so it's, it's very, very sustainable. And with, with our Aquatech, uh, uh, we focus on three main, three main things in this industry. So number one will be Aquatech, where we talk about engineering, giving, providing the best environment for crawfishes to survive and thrive in. Um, number two, we talk about genetics. So how do we achieve better genetics for the crawfish? Hopefully, in the near future, we aim to achieve the Wagyu standard for crawfish. And number three, we believe you are what you eat, so we focus on the feet of the crawfish. And to answer your question, Glenn, uh, we have filed for patents for our crawfish hatcheries, and we are currently producing roughly about 5,000 fries every single day. Um, right now, we are planning to build one of the world's largest hatcheries, um, crawfish hatcheries, um, to produce 100,000 fries every single day. Wow. Well, that kind of touches with the next point I was going to make, Desmond, which, as you know, Singapore is very concerned about food sustainability. We all know we have the target, 30 by 30. We want to be producing homegrown 30% of our food by 2030. I'm guessing you're going to be a part of that initiative. How much crawfish can we grow here? Can we grow 100% of our crawfish here? Do you have a target in mind? Um, yes, definitely. I would say the government is actually doing a great job, you know, um, motivating or educating the younger generation to come into this industry. Um, definitely, when we look at Singapore um, and as a business, right, um, we have to look at what are our strengths and weaknesses. Um, in Singapore, fortunately, our strengths, are our technologies, our knowledge, our people, um, but unfortunately, um, we are also limited by the land, right, by land. So Singapore is really small. So it is possible to grow crawfish in Singapore, and it is very profitable doing that. But of course, you know, uh, we, we have various strategies of hatching the crawfish fries in Singapore and we um, grow it overseas and at the end of the day, buy, bring it back to Singapore and supply it to the locals. Right, right. Fascinating. Desmond, this is um, uh, really interesting. Not only, I, I mean, I personally enjoy eating crawfish delicious, but it sounds like it's... They're very delicious. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a, I think of them as, as mini lobsters. Mm-hmm. Never had it. 
Really? <laughs> I don't eat, so, I don't yeah, eat seafood. That, I'm the yeah. wrong target. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, they're good. Thank you so much for being with us, and we hope you'll come back on. Uh, next time you come on, can can we have you go from in front of one of the hatcheries, and you can show us some pictures of uh, of what the hatchery looks like? Yeah, sure, definitely. I'll, I'll definitely happy happy to, you know, show you guys our hatchery, you know, bring down some crawfishes. Some of our crawfishes are really, really huge. That's so what he really wants, Desmond. Wow. Let, let's cut to yeah. the chase. That's what he really wants. He wants you to bring him some cooked crawfish. Let's get to the point. Let's do a crawfish boil like they oh, do yeah. down in Louisiana. Yeah, all right. Sure, sure. We, we are also opening a new F&B crawfish, um, oh. our crawfish concept stall there you at go. Uh, Shenton Way. So, yeah. Feel free, feel free. I mean, uh, I'll invite I'll invite you guys down, and we can have a meet. Please do. <laughs> We'd love to see it. Thanks for being with us today, Desmond. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks, Neil. That is mine. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.